We are in this together. We are talking about collective soul experiences today on the Psychic Jam. You are listening to the Psychic Jam, a podcast that inspires holisticpreneurs like you to gain confidence, to learn, and to listen to your inner voice. Tune in as featured experts of the Psychic Associates discuss heavy and taboo topics, breaking down all the barriers of the realities of working in this industry. I'm Jay Lane, and today I am joined by my colleagues Amber Price and Liz Throff, and we're discussing our viewpoints on how the impact and meaning behind the collective experience affects the masses. And Amber, we were talking about this this morning, and I was excited to be talking about this because really, whatever we do does affect the masses, and we're seeing that now with what's going on in our world. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, Jay, I couldn't agree more. I mean, when we're talking about this topic and getting ready to record this podcast, we had just had discussions about the collective experience and how it impacts and influences humanity. And I think that when when I'm thinking about it, I think about all the things that that happen and it's influenced maybe by one person, but that one person who is seemingly not connected or a stranger or a random person could influence multiple people's lives directly and indirectly. So when we talk about things like mass shootings or tsunamis or fires or, you know, the list can go on and on, Um, even car crashes, things like that. You've got one person who, you know, is the catalyst to get things going in this experience. And then there's multiple people's lives that are affected and influenced by this. And so what I have, you know, really, really meditated on and reflected on over my time is because side note, like obviously as an empath and a very spiritually aware person, these things are seemingly devastating and negative experiences. And it can be very heavy to process and to even want to bear witness to because you know, I don't want to read the news. I don't want to hear the stories. I don't want to know these things because it is heavy and it's hard. And that avoidance of it is the the boundaries and protections of my energy, but it's still the awareness that it's happening. It's still there just because I'm not willing to share my energy with it. Doesn't mean that it's not there in my mind. Like I know it's there. I still send out the love and, and raise my vibration. And that's where I'm leading to with this is that as I've meditated on it, as I've understood how it's in, you know, influencing my energy and my even mental health, like to hear all of these things that happen all of the time as a human, it is very hard to swallow some of the stuff that's going on, but there is so much light that comes out of it. So yes, I know we've already identified that it it seems negative or it seems horrible that this thing has happened. However, There's so much love and so much connection of humanity that is brought as a result of this collective experience. And so if you think about a tsunami, you think about somebody saying, okay, let's do a relief fund for, for these residents that have been, you know, lost everything or have been in, you know, left without homes. Let's, let's raise money and let's do this. When we think of the black lives matter movement. We think of people showing up as a group to stand up for something together. You've got people in all of these collective circumstances that are not connected by day-to-day rights, right? 
for most, for the most case, like, you know, it might be someone you've never even seen before or never even knew existed, or it might be, Hey, like I recognize you or you're my neighbor. Regardless, it brings every type of person, every archetype, every walk of life, every, you know, gender and race and creed and everywhere culture. So this shows us that there isn't something that needs to be dwelled upon in that moment. What it actually does is it raises our vibration and shows us that love prevails, that the energy of love has shown up. Humans have connected. They are collaborating for the highest good. They are coming and bringing together their resources, their strengths, their hopes and desires to be able to influence change to impact humanity at a greater level. And we have humans doing this all of the time in, in so many different ways. And so for me, when I think about the collective experiences, there's the thing of, okay, feel the feels, do the human thing, process it so that it's not, you know, stuck in there, right? Because we hold that energy in our energy body and and that could be dangerous. So I go through that process of, of that. And then I feel the love. I feel the connection. I see that there are people out there trying to do something to make a difference for the highest good. And so for me, yes, something beautiful is always born out of a negative experience. And also the person or people that may have had the tragic side of that collective experience you know, from, from that universal energy, it's the, you know, have they pre-planned ahead of time that this is what was going to happen. And I'd love to hear more about that. So Liz, like my thing is all about the love connection and how it brings us together in a different light. But I know you want to talk about how it even impacts our human experience and our, at a soul level. And I can't wait to hear this. Thank you. Thank you, Amber. And yeah, you know what? I, I I totally see where you're coming from because like you, I'm an empath as well, but I take these mass events that are happening in the world a little differently, but I think it's because I'm, I'm an indigo. So I'm a warrior spirit. And so being a warrior slash empath makes it very different, a different experience being an empath. So when I take on these events emotionally, I don't go into, you know, um, where, you know, I used to, let me say I used to, before I, I gained the wisdom, I used to go into the fetal position, sucking my thumb in the corner and just wanting the world to close down. That's how it used to make me feel. Oh, now wow. I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to learn from this? That's where my brain is at now. So for example, when we're talking about the collective and how does the collective gain from these experiences, let's talk about a couple of them that are in the news right now, something that is so devastating for all of us, the mass shootings happening in the States. Now, again, I don't ask, why is that happening, which a lot of people do. That's the first go-to question. Why does this have to happen? Is God mad at us? You know, these are the questions that I hear from my clients on a regular you know, what's, what's the, what, why is this happening? So I don't do that anymore. I never ask the whys. I only ask the what's, what am I supposed to learn from this? And what's the big picture that I'm not seeing here? So what I gain from my spirit team, when I ask those questions is that higher perspective, I get to look down and I lose the emotional 
Um, I almost feel Spock-like, which sounds terrible because we're talking about like in just the last 20 days, like I, I can't even, I think they, I, I saw in the news something 22 mass murderers had happened in the States in the last month. So like, that's insane. And, and my, my heart is crying for them, but my brain is going, okay, why, why not? Why, what is the purpose of this? And what I've been brought to awareness is, is that in order for the people of that country to gather awareness about how unhealthy it is for them to have access to all those firearms, there needs to be a constant drip of death and destruction, and there is no prejudice. There's no prejudice. It doesn't matter what your culture is, what your skin color is. It doesn't matter what your age is. It doesn't matter. You are affected. And in order for people, the higher a level of conscious awareness of the collective to be on board with, we need to make changes to these archaic laws that were, you know, instilled in the wild, wild west days around gun, gun uh, laws, they need to have it affect them on some level. And so it's not God is punishing you. It's God is showing you the way you need to make changes. So that, that's what I got with that one. The, another one is, that we're all going to about, to, we're about to all experience with the collective. We're all feeling the pinch at the gas pumps. We're feeling it in the grocery stores. The price of food is going up. It's collective. It's worldwide. The entire world is experiencing this, this tightening on our purse strings. And so instead of asking, why is this happening to us? I ask, what are we not seeing here? So we have a lot in the, in, in the world and in, in, in um, in all the countries that are wealthy, we'll call them wealthy countries, we abuse our privilege of food. We abuse it. We have so much waste and, you know, we just, we don't, we don't respect our food. Um, not only do we over um, create animals, the like animals for consumption, um, and, and how many of you threw food out of your fridge in the last 24 hours? How many of you? So yeah. we, we abuse our food privileges. And so the tightening of the, of the food awareness, which is happening as a result of the war, which is another big collective, wonderful thing for us. I, it sounds terrible. I say it like it's a wonderful thing, but it's, it's to wake us the hell up. You know, it's to wake us up, the collective conscious awareness to wake us up. So the food shortages are to bring awareness around our wastage. And then you've got the gas and oil shortages. Now, you know, the three of us were, were predicting this a long time ago, um, and now it's actually happening. Yeah. And, um, and when we look at, you know, why, why is this like, what, what is the purpose of, of being short on gas and oil? Well, our dependence as human beings on fossil fuels has gone off the charts. We abuse our fossil fuel usage and it's causing damage to our planet. So in order to cut back, we have to have less of it and get used to living with less of it. And we will tap into other resources like sun energy and wind energy and, and hydro energy and all of these wonderful things so we're, we're tipping the scales and like, think of the pollution that cars cost. 
this gas and oil shortage is going to really push the agenda on electric vehicles. You're seeing it already. You have to order them a year in advance. So it's really good. It's a good thing. If, and this is how I see the world. I don't fall into the prey of the immediate what's happening. I see down and like way off in the future and I'm excited about that. So like, I hope everybody can gain something from that. And then the final one, we just went through two and a half years of hell with the pandemic and everybody was asking why, why, why is this happening? It's not fair. The government's out to get me. And you know, whatever their, whatever their belief system is, they're, they're consumed by the fear of this. And the pandemic was a beautiful experience by the entire human race for a number of reasons, because a, we connected, we connected with family more and our friends were on a more cellular level. We had time to stop and smell the roses something that we have been not doing as a human race because we've been too invested in getting up, going to work, coming home, eating, going to bed, getting up, going to work. We've been following that routine. Well, this, it, it shook us and it forced us to pay attention, pay attention to our living space, pay attention to, you know, how we live, how we consume, how all of these things, it was a collective wake up call. So that was a wonderful thing. And you know, it also, it also took, um, it took the world, uh, it gave the world an opportunity to breathe. And, you know, as much as, you know, a lot of people will argue with me and say, but there was a lot of, you know, overwhelming sadness that came from that because people suffered from um, mental illness and they're still suffering today from that. You're right. However, this this exposure to this may be the making of a lot of those people who were suffering. It may be the making of, you know, it can't get that bad again. And, and for those that are still suffering and overwhelmed, and, you know, I hope that you can ask the, what did I learn from this? Ask that question instead of why is this happening to me? I mean, at the end of the day, you know, if you're predisposed to um, overwhelm and sadness, it's going to affect you regardless. But if you can, instead of asking the whys, start asking the what is this doing for me? What's the collective gaining from this? You're going to see big picture thinking, and it's going to shift the way you feel about the immediate guttural response that we currently have to these horrific events that are happening in the world. But just know like, and I'll, and I say this all day long, you know, I, I have, to, I have to remind clients every day, nothing the universe sends us is to harm us or hurt us. It's to help us. It's to help us grow and it's to help us know. So if you can trust that everything is happening to, to help you gain in this lifetime, then, then you're going to shift your awareness around, you know, the, the poor me conscious awareness. That's where I, I want to see everybody go. Jay, what's your thoughts on this? I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Oh my God, Liz, that was so, so impactful what you said, because it made me think of my own changes and how everything, you know, came to a head when it, when it happened, because it really makes you reassess your life and what's important, what's not important. And it's amazing how your priorities will shift. For myself, I so agree with Amber as well, you know, these tsunamis and people getting together, but I experienced it on a little bit of a different level, I guess, because I always believed that 
we chose before coming into being all of the things that we're supposed to experience in order for the soul to grow. And the thing is, I could have experienced something terrible, which is something that maybe I was abused physically. And so this is an individual experience that I had, but collectively it happens to a lot of people. So when I worked in victim services, I did a lot of liaising with different groups, Mothers Against Drunk Drivers. There was also the uh, Sexual Assault Crisis Center. And when I go to these organizations, it was amazing how you had, as, as you mentioned, Amber, all these different walks of life, all these different people getting together because they've all been either abused the same way or they've been affected by a drunk driver or you know they've had these experiences so it brings them together and i always believe that there was a purpose for someone to go through that sometimes souls will pick very difficult things to go through in order to progress to a higher soul level so now they go through this abuse and now they either stay as you mentioned i believe um amber the victim mode or you go in, or no, it was Liz that mentioned the victim mode, or get out of it. Most people that get out of it end up working for some, some kind of organization, or like you've mentioned, Amber, these organizations that get together for a cause. But that has been my experience. And it was amazing, because I'd see all these individual people suffer, but then get together. And in strength, that collective is very strong, it empowers people to come out of their shells to be able to heal to be able to help others through the pain and suffering that they've experienced with whatever it is that happened to them. So that's kind of the way I looked at things. I always believed that the soul picked exactly what it needed to in order to progress. And people say, well, that's silly. But at the end of it all, it's amazing how that pain will empower someone. You know, I remember sitting down at one of the organizations and listening to a woman bear her soul to a counselor who then in turn shared something very private about a, a sexual assault that had happened to her. And I was in shock because she was talking very openly about it. And you could see how disturbing it was for her. But then you could see the relief on the woman's face that was speaking with her, knowing that she wasn't alone, that she wasn't the only one that felt shame and humiliation, and that she had the love and support that she needed to be able to take those band-aids off and bring that bobo to the surface so that she could start healing. So for me, you know, the greater collective also is one of the reasons why we started this business as the psychic associates. And, and the thing is, is because we wanted to bring together the greater collective of these light workers working together and, and basically liaising so that we could help so many people. And so for me, the collective is so important. I think that there's so much purpose to all of us and to bring that to the forefront to help. Yes, we're going through these terrible things in life, but these things will pass and things will be better. But we have to believe in that and we have to know inside our hearts that there's a purpose for all of this. You may never understand it. You know, there's two big rumors in this in this lifetime. The rumors I've heard since I'm young is that everything happens for a reason. Or, or that we're here to learn lessons. We're learning lessons, people. We are learning lessons. It may not be nice, but at the end of it all, and we may not know why, we may not find out for a long time, but at the end of it all, there's a 
always good reasons for these things to happen and for your soul's purpose to be able to progress so that you can help so many others. You know, so that's my take on it. So Amber, any thoughts around that or because I see you kind of nodding. <laughs> yeah, no, what you you know, what I just love this topic because what you both are saying is in, in my belief system and what I've seen in working with energy and the universe and the collective is it, it's, it rings true. Right. And you can see that. And I see that in, in the things that, you know, I personally experience because it is uncomfortable. And I think that's the point. And when you were talking about, I think Liz mentioned about, Oh, it's going to upset people. And then you mentioned about, um, you know, working through the sadness and the upset and stuff. And it's, I mean, this is part of the collective that's also happening is people are speaking out more about feelings and how they feel. And there should not be fear, shame, or um, secrecy behind having the feelings. Like, I mean, th- we've created such a tight lipped society that says, well, you can't speak to somebody about this, or you can't say that, or know your role, stick in your lane, or don't upset someone. You're going to upset someone. You're going to upset someone. You're going to upset someone. And it's like the fact that people are so worried about upsetting people and avoiding something is upsetting. That in itself is very, very upsetting. And we are human. We have our egos. We have our souls. We have this, all of the sides of ourselves and this collective and this podcast might be very triggering to somebody, especially if they have not gone through that awareness of, of what's happening, or if they have been denied their own feelings. If, if somebody continues to, to live, you know, in the way that they can't express themselves and they're not fully expressed, then it could be extremely difficult to understand how to process your own emotions and feelings, or even understand how to express them, work through them or identify them on your soul level, like you guys have mentioned. And so I think we just need to also pay attention to the collective of the mental health crisis that we have could be very, very different. If we just allowed people to be people, emotions to be expressed and allow each other to, to show what they've been experiencing, how they've experienced it through their lens, because it's their truth. Yeah, it is. So for me, that is exactly, you know, the thing that's the most scary is the more people are suppressing other people, the, the, the harder it's going to be to come through a collective in a way that's going to allow everybody to express something the way they need to express it. And if you can't express yourself, then you're not living in authenticity of your soul's purpose. And if you're not doing that, then you're going to be faced with a devastating collective experience. Eventually that's going to make you rise and shine. You know, you're going to have those parts of yourself that are going to be awakened in those moments where you're going to be like, whoa, I didn't know I had this in me. I didn't know I had it in me to stand up for myself or to show up and drag someone out of a burning building or to, you know, protect a stranger or whatever. Like you're going to be given an experience that's going to allow you to crack open and shine and come into your power. And I think once we all express what it is that we're actually experiencing, we're going to come to a much higher ascension of collective energy. I love it. I love it, Amber. You couldn't have said it better. 
And I, I'm just going to add to that little caveat there. Um, we, we have to let go of judgment. If, if everyone could let go of judgment, there wouldn't be any fear of sharing feelings and emotions or who you are or what you do or, you know, any, anything of your human experience. If everyone could just release and let go of judgment, that would make, that would just make the world a much better place, but easy ask. Whole other ball of wax trying to actually participate in releasing yourself of judgment. We're all guilty of it. We all jump to judgment. We've been raised that way. It's been, and it's not in a negative, like judgment is, is it's part of the human experience, but, but the human collective is getting to that place where we're seeing just how, how very connected we are and how very similar we are, regardless of who we are, what we like, what our fetishes are, what are, you know, you cares what it is, who cares, who cares? (laughs) It's none of our business. What anybody else is doing. Yes. So Jay, I'm going to hand that back to you. Oh, Liz, that's so good. I really enjoyed this subject, ladies. It was so amazing and heartfelt. And the thing is, it's true. We really have to collectively pull together to be stronger and to support each other and to love each other and respect each other. And so I'm really happy that we had that um, discussion. So if there are some beautiful light workers out there or holistic printers looking for a greater collective, we are so excited with the Psychic Associates and what we have to offer. Please check out our website at thepsychicassociates.com. Until next time, we'll see you real soon. Right, ladies? You got it. Absolutely. See you next time.